This program is a paid commercial announcement produced and paid for by Jacob Media Partners. No statements made during the Thrive Retirement Roadmap Radio Show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on any such matters. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investment, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed. David Bazaar, Brent Elam, and Karen Bazaar of Thrive Financial Services and Thrive Capital Management are licensed to offer investment advisory services through Thrive Capital Management, LLC, a Pennsylvania State-registered investment advisor. Office headquarters located in Fort Washington and offices of convenience used exclusively for client meetings at Exton, Yardley, and Cherry Hill. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. The Thrive Retirement Roadmap Show with your hosts, David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam of Thrive Financial Services and Thrive Capital Management. They know that the road to a successful retirement is paved with consistent care and a commitment to guide the families they serve. David and Brett are co-authors of the book, Roadmap to Retirement, Navigating Your Way to Peace of Mind. The Thrive team has been recognized by Suburban Life Magazine and Philadelphia Magazine as one of the area's top wealth management firms. They've been featured in numerous publications such as the Wall Street Journal, CBS News, Fox, NBC, and ABC as well. But their greatest accomplishment yet is their ability to talk to people just like you about living out their dreams in retirement. Their phone is always open at 800-516-5861 or visit thrivefinancialservices.com. Now, here's David, Karen, and Brett, along with Joe Krause. And welcome in, everybody, to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. And we thank you so much for tuning in here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We've got a full jam-packed hour of information this morning where we're going to cover uh, top the topics of greed. We're going to talk about annuities, and then we're going to have a conversation uh, with David about retirement uh, throughout this full hour. So we've got an action-packed uh, show for our listening audience, and we certainly welcome in everybody who is uh, now uh, proudly professing to be part of the Thrive Army. Thank you so much. The Army uh, continues to grow. I say hello to uh, Brett, Karen, and of course, David. It was 38 minutes after we went off the air last Saturday that Puxatani Phil did not see uh, his shadow. So there is a uh, re-energized thought that even though 65% of the time he's wrong, uh, spring is close to upon us. David, a good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Joe. Still not still not quick enough. No. Okay. We got a little bit of teasing going on this past week, you know, uh, got up there in some of the uh, temperatures and all that. So I felt kind of good, but uh, I'm ready. I'm really ready for spring and summer. Yeah, me as well. And with springtime comes tax time, and that means preparation for either decisions that you have made or penalties that you will have to deal with if you haven't uh, made those decisions. But the one thing that I can uh, profess, the one thing that I have started to do more since I started with Thrive Financial, since we started this radio program, is I have started to read more information. I've started to dive into the topics that we talk about in the hour. 
and I start to do more research in, in, in downtime or when I have, uh, when I have time. And, and I, I encourage the audience to do that. We can't cover everything on a topic, but we certainly can um, touch base on it and create an opportunity. And I'm learning so much just from reading about so I it. Think, I mean, I think it's a wonderful practice, you know, and we certainly encourage everybody to, you know, dive in on these different topics and find out what's going on. The only caution about that is, you know, there's a lot of noise. Yes. You know, and we talked about this. You know, we get, uh, you know, via, you know, newspapers, magazines, what's on the Internet, what's on radio. We get a lot of information that when you you can get easily confused. Let's just put it that way. Right. You can pick up a particular topic and what you will hear 50 percent of the time is one point of view. And then the other 50 percent of the time, the opposing point of view. And we talked about this last week, right? The two words, always and never. And that's why I think it's so important for people to, um, you know, when they're dealing with one of the most important topics, you know, retirement, that you really got to seek out a professional who, number one, has your best interests at heart, genuinely, um, not just responsibility and legally as a fiduciary, but really connects with you, understands Um, gets to know you as a person, gets to know the family, and really understands what the goals and objectives are. I think that's one of the first steps. And then allowing that fiduciary to kind of cut through all that noise and give you the facts, things that are backed in math, things that are backed by, you know, easily verifiable. Um, Because it is still somewhat of an art. Because when you read a particular topic, the consumer might automatically default and say, well, that's a good answer and that's going to work for me and then go do it without any of the back testing, without any of the analysis. And next thing you know, there's negative consequences to that. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I listen to, you know, PHT 1210 every Saturday and, you know, I listen to our show as we're doing it. And then I listen to the shows that are afterwards. And it's really interesting to hear uh, you know, it, it, it's sometimes frightening, to be quite honest with you. I get you know? it. I hear you. And I hear things that literally I, I just stop in my tracks and I'd like, I can't believe that they're making those comments. And these are people who claim sometimes to be fiduciaries, but aren't genuinely fiduciaries. And that scares the you know, bejesus out of me. So um, I just really caution, do your due diligence. Come up with the list of questions. And then go through with a qualified fiduciary, why uh, get those answers, and then why those answers really make sense. Yeah, no, that, that is a spot on, and that certainly uh, makes sense to me. And an article that popped up in my uh, inbox over the weekend was from USA Today. The headline was, it makes financial sense to downsize my home as I prepare for retirement. Here's why. Now, I haven't read, I haven't dove into the article, but when I get into that article, the contents of that article will create questions for us to have dialogue. Uh, and that's a, a very, very good point. Referencing noise, I think, is 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 another good way to bring some clarity to that. Brett, you're going to talk about greed today. And, and, and sometimes I think greed can, can be defined as noise. Now, it can be noise that hurts you or noise that um, prevents you from accomplishing the right getting to the right answer, but it it does check the box, for me at least, as noise. Yeah, absolutely, Krause. You know, 
uh, we've talked about the unbelievable response that we've had people coming out to our workshops and, and people taking advantage of that complimentary Thrive Retirement Roadmap Review. And just as uh, myself and our planning team has been putting a lot of plans together as part of uh, this process, we're starting to see people that are like almost contradicting themselves. Like, Brad, I make $200,000 a year. My expenses are $4,000 and I have no money in the savings account. Well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> or, Brad, I really don't care about legacy, but I have enough money to take care of my, my partner and I, but we're all aggressive. Well, that doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense. So, again, it's, it's, and greed has to do with a lot of it. So I'm going I'm to go through a couple stories that uh, my planning team and I have, have, have uh, and just share some of the stories about their circumstances and uh, is understanding that no two plans are ever alike. Again, everything is individualized. But, again, some things to, to think about as we enter retirement and, again, instigate some of this dialogue um, as we near that, that, that date. All right, good stuff. And Karen, let's quickly come to you before we get to the commercial break. Mm-hmm. Um, your conversation today, where are you taking us today? Uh, reviewing annuities, basically uh, annuities 101. If you oh. went to college, you know what that means. Right, level I'll, one, I'll, level 100. Okay, I will take that. That's a great <laughs> place to start. This is Roadmap uh, to Retirement, the radio show here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, Brett did reference the complimentary workshop. There is only one workshop next week, Wednesday, February 13th at the Easttown Library and Information Center in Berwyn. Go to thrivefinancialservices.com and you'll get information about that. And I'll give you some more ways to get scheduled and get registered for that workshop as the show rolls on. We'll take a commercial break. We'll come back. Brett's on deck. He's going to talk about greed. Uh, look forward to some of his stories and some of his ex- and some of his examples back in a moment. And back here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, one other website, meetthrivefinancial.com, meetthrivefinancial.com, give you an up-close-and-personal look, a sample behind who is David Bazaar, who is Karen Bazaar, who is Brett Elam. Um, Go to meetthrivefinancial.com. You'll find a lot of interesting uh, facts uh, about our three gracious hosts here on a Saturday. And, Brett, I bring you into the conversation. Uh, Greed is the topic, as we referenced in the opening segment. I'll toss it to you and let you take it from there. Yeah, Krause, just like you said, we, uh, when people come in as part of that Thrive Retirement Roadmap Review, we ask people plenty of questions to find out everything there is to know about them. But again, we invite people to go back to meetthrivefinancial.com. And again, when you come in to meet with David, Karen, and myself, again, it's good to know information about uh, us as well. So well, great introductory. The, pic- the picture on the website is the picture you'll see when you come into the office. There you that go. That's I, it. That much I, I think my hair's you. a little shorter now, yeah, but that's the, about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Krauss, let me describe a, a, a client situation to you. I got uh, two clients. These are people that came in during the Thrive Retirement Roadmap. They said, we're going to retire in three years. Between the two of us, we're making $350,000 a year. Um, our Social Security combined income, when we get there, is going to be approximately almost $60,000 a year. Plus... Karen's number one, she's going to be talking about annuities. They have this thing called a pension, which is an annuity. Um, They have a pension, which is also going to give them another $68,000 a year of income. So between a pension and Social Security, they're going to have almost $10,000 to $11,000 of quote-unquote guaranteed income as they enter retirement. Gets better. Um, Their situation from an expense standpoint 
is almost um, $2.5 million. So everything sounds good so far. And then um, the gentleman is also an executive, and he has some deferred comp um, that is available to them um, as well, which will carry them for the first couple years into retirement. So everything sounds great. Except, except their expenses on a monthly basis are $20,000 a month, and they want to assume that they are going to continue into retirement. So again, about half of the income that they need in retirement is going to be guaranteed, but the other they're going to have to take from their assets. So part of the assessment that we had gone through with them, Krause, and this is important because we see this um, a lot of the times, most, uh, especially it's really prevalent today, with the market conditions that we're just coming out of from the fourth quarter, because was that a tease for something that may be coming? I don't know. Um, um, but things that we need to be conscious of, because a lot of times when David, Karen, and myself are sitting in front of people when they come in as part of that Thrive Retirement uh, Review, is we make the statement, risk is for people who don't have what you have. Your job is to simply make sure we don't lose. Again, and that contradicts greed. And I'm going to be chatting about that statement um, a little bit here um, this evening. Uh, and pardon me, morning. Uh, it looks like it's dark out there, but I guess it's actually uh, the sun's coming up, not going down. So the issue with their situation is the risk that is in their portfolio, that they have the ability to manage the risk in their deferred comp plan. And they also have the ability to, to um, change the risk um, as their investments sit in their 401ks, IRAs, meaning their other investments. And the issue was this, was they were actually more aggressive than the pure S&P 500 stock market. And, and when we asked them a little bit about that, be like, but we're not retiring for another three years. Be like, the market's going to, the market always comes up and it always goes down. And I said back to them, I go, well, tell me what happened in 2008. They're like the exact same thing that's happening right now. Like it came up and then it came way down 2007 through 2009. And Brett, I wrote it back up. I go, you know, it took you five years to get back to even though. Because again, when we hit the bottom of March of 2009, we didn't get back to those previous highs until 2013. He goes, yeah, that's right. He goes, it always goes up and it always goes down. I go, the one thing that we're forgetting now is only half of your income that you desire are now coming from guaranteed sources. Again, you need $200,000 a year. That's not gross. That's net. Meaning we need to account for taxes on top of that. We need to account for health care on top of that. They forgot about that one. And we see people that miss that all the time because health care always comes out of our paycheck before we ever receive it. So we just think if I can just replicate what I made, life's going to be good. But again, as we chronologically mature, health care is going to become that much more of a critical piece as part of the overall budget. So in saying that, what we went ahead and stressed related to their portfolio was what happens if you do see a correction? Are we in the beginning of one right now? Could it happen next year? Historically, every eight to 10 years, we see a significant 40 plus percent correction that is out there. And while they've had the ability to just simply buy and hold, buy and hold, buy and hold, again, their investment strategy, don't sell, Brett, don't sell. I got, there's absolutely one big difference now. I go, you were making $350,000 a year in 2008, and you made it for the last decade. I go, now, where we have that demarcation point on the calendar, that I'm retiring in three years, we now absolutely care what's in that portfolio, because it's now going to need to supplement what that pension is, and what Social Security is at the same time. And what happened was, 
because there was so much of their income that was going to be needed from their investment portfolio, what we had when we stressed it twice, again, a decade apart from each other, what if, what if we see two 40% corrections? What we found was, was that in year 16, now please realize they are only 64 and 59 years old, was at his 79th birthday, they are completely out of money. Think about that. Make it a lot of money between my deferred comp 401ks. Again, all that adds up to about three and a half million when you add in the, the deferred comp. I got a big pension, two big social security checks, and we get to share with them. You're going to run out of money. He goes, Brett, can you recheck your numbers? I go, what would you like me to do? He goes, I go, I can make any picture look pretty. You tell me what you want me to make it look like. I go, do you want me to be a fiduciary and tell you like we see it and tell you where you are, you are susceptible to some risk? Or do you want me to do what a lot of my competition does? And they run things the way things have been on the averages over the last, I call it 800 years, but it may only be the past 100 years, where you absolutely care what year it is that you retire. I get it. I know what averages are. Hey, Brett, the S&P 500 it's averaged 7% over the past decade. Brett, the S&P 500 it's averaged almost 10% over the last 80 years. I go, Krause, I get, here's one for you. If I told you something averaged zero, it just means you're at the same place you were, right? Average and zero. If I had something today and I averaged zero, it means I pretty much didn't change. It stayed the exact same place. I always tell people to be careful with averages. Something goes up 50% and then goes down 50%. You average zero, but you actually lost 25%. If I have a dollar, it goes up 50%. I have a dollar 50 and it goes down 50%. It's only 75 cents. You actually lost 25%, but we average zero. So we need to take that word average and throw it out of our vocabulary as we enter retirement because we care about real numbers year in and year out. Are you conscious about your fees you're paying for your portfolio? Are you conscious about the fees that on, the, on the underlying investments that you have? Are you susceptible to risks? What are the fees that your advisor is charging you? These are all things that we need to be conscious of because it affects the real rate of return that we think that we can have peace of mind heading into retirement. So well, when it's I, a really, really good example of a picture that perhaps gives you the impression that all is okay. That all is okay. And, and, so, and so I had to ask him this question when we started stress testing the portfolio, Krause, and this was a good one. I said, Mr. Mrs., I got to ask you a question. I go, do you, do you have any uneasiness with what I just shared with you right there? And they said, yes. I said, well, your risk tolerance is very high. So I can't tell you there's a ton of divergence between how your portfolio looks and how you uh, feel about risk. I go, but we may need to start thinking about this conversation, especially with what I just shared with you. I go, let me ask you a question. Looking at your portfolio, where we're shooting for almost 8 9% rate of return, is it worth you looking to go generate 7 to 11% rate of return in the market with potential 50% corrections? Does that make you feel better? Or what if you could go get, say, 3 to 6% or 4 to 7% without any potential corrections? Which one more resonates with you? And you get that look in the face, and it's like, Brett, it sounds like you're asking me a stupid question, but why wouldn't anybody take 4 to 7% without any corrections? I go, you're not going to get an argument out of me. I go, the problem is that's not the way you're set up today. I go, unfortunately, when I look at your portfolio and I go stress test your situation, you're not set up for that no correction portfolio. Yeah, but Brett, I'm going to go work three more years. Okay. So if you have three and a half million dollars 
and it goes down by 50%, you have 1.75 million. And again, who knows when the bottom of that market's going to be, but you already have your date circled in mind of when you're going to retire. David talks about this all the time during our workshops. How many people in the audience know somebody that had planned to retire before the 2008 correction who went back to work and still may not be retired today? Again, those words are now coming back in our vocabulary. I make another statement. Winning is for people who don't have what you have, whether you say risk or not. Again, it's our job just to make sure we don't lose. Is there an angel sitting on your shoulder said, just put it under the mattress? Where's the devil sitting on your shoulder says, the S&P's up 50% over the last couple of years. Again, we start having those conflicts in our mind. And what we're sharing with people is as we're entering retirement, navigating down Mount Everest, it's a whole different set of rules than navigating up it. And we just don't make that switch when we hit the peak. We need to start making about, thinking about making those switches before we hit that peak because sometimes time is so critical. It's all about timing. And the last thing we want to take is time out of the equation and don't leave things out to chance. So let's just have that plan. Boy, a really, really good example from uh, Brett Elam today under, um, uh, under his topic or conversation. Um, really hard for me to wrap my arms around all of that. I'll have to process uh, some of that, but $20,000 a month in expenses, $10,000 uh, guaranteed money, and I'm only going to work for three more years. And, and, and I urge all of our listeners to, if you're like me, learning as we go and as we listen to this program, um, we start to process our own uh, our own variables, and that's where the roadmap to retirement and the complimentary review and the workshop, that's why they're great places uh, to start. Brett, well done. Nice job on your part. We'll get to a commercial break here on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. Uh, when we come back after the break, back to school with Karen Bissar. Back in a moment. And back here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show here on Talk Radio 1210. WPHT. Thank you so much uh, for listening and tuning in uh, to the program. A programming reminder for our listening audience coming up later on in the month. Uh, our great partner from DelVal Insurance will be uh, back along to join us. And uh, the significant difference that he's been able to make uh, in the lives of some of our listeners, just from an insurance standpoint, has been really, really meaningful. Uh, so we're excited to have uh, Fran and Jim yep. come back in, Karen, Sorry. on one of our upcoming uh, programs. Uh, I want to get right to sure. you on uh, your school lesson today <laughs> on uh, annuities. I do want to remind everyone again, February 13th, only one workshop at the Easttown Library uh, in Berwyn. There is no workshop on February 14th because it's Valentine's, it's Valentine's Day. Day, which means on the 13th at the Easttown Library, uh, perhaps some of the cookies will be in the shape of a heart. Is that possible? I will have to talk to Heather about that <laughs> All one. right. Okay. So see if you can do that. Uh, if not, I'll make some arrangements to or get some there. Or you can make some. <laughs> yes. That's okay. I won't make them. I'll go to Termini Brothers, but I'll get some gotcha. there. Okay. Yeah. I, believe me, you don't want me baking any cookies either. That's not my specialty. Um, so, But um, anyway, so the reason I wanted to bring up annuities is when we meet with some people who are potentially begun, becoming clients, some people come to our workshops and we meet with them. Um, one of the greatest concerns 
not everybody, but a lot of people have a concern that they're going to outlive their their money or their their income, the money they're going to use to create income in retirement. And a lot of people just depend on, uh, they have one or two retirement income sources. One is Social Security and one is a pension. But sometimes you need to create your own pension. And the way you do that is through an annuity. Through an annuity. It's a tongue twister. But I might throw you in the, in the spotlight here, Joe, but when you hear the word annuity, I'm going to ask you, and then I'll t- see if you have some of the same responses that people I have met with along the years have said to me. But when you hear the word annuity, what's that mean to you? Is it good or bad? Well, I think it's bad if you're just asking for a one-word answer. Right. I mean, and, and it might be bad from an ignorance standpoint, right. but there's a stigma out there that there annuity is not good. Right. And like David said, when people say these absolute statements, you know, you hear the stuff out there, never get an annuity. They're bad. Or... Yes, get an annuity. They're great. Um, have you? What is like anything negative that you've heard out there? I just think it's the overall umbrella that they fall right. under. You know, in terms of the understanding, the fees, the dollars, mm-hmm. when I can take my money, if I can't take my money, how can I exercise control? All of those things. I'm not even sure if all of those are right, but again, that's the point. So, so funny that you say that. So. Uh, I recently met, you know, it, these are comments that I have heard recently. One was when I met da- met with a couple, um, I, s- I think, uh, you know, we ask you, if you, you know, where your money is. We go through some of your assets. And I, one question I ask is, do you have any annuities? And she said, no. And we were never going to get an annuity. And I asked, well, who, why, do you mind me asking why? And she said, yeah, I heard you. Once you put your money in there, you can never get your money out. And I said, and who did you get your information from? And she got it from her neighbor. So again, it's, it's be careful where you're getting the information from. So because go to somebody who understands your particular situation. Um, but just a quick refresher course out there. I, we might have done this before, but there are three types of annuities out there. There is uh, a fixed annuity, which basically you put your money in, and when you when you're ready to start taking money. Uh, when you put your money in, they're going to give you an interest rate every year, same number. If it's 3%, 4%, whatever the case may be. Then there's something called a variable annuity. And what a variable annuity does is it's variable. So you, your money goes in, and sometimes you have the possibility of losing money, just like you do when you put money in the stock market. And then there's the other annuity. There's another annuity called an indexed annuity which is different from a fixed annuity, but it does give you guarantee on your principal, which means whatever money you put in, you're guaranteed not to lose anything of what you put in. And then you can also grow your money. But the reason I'm bringing this up is, again, when I speak with other people, they say, oh no, I hate annuities. Or I've had people who have annuities and they say to me, "Um," I'll ask them why they got it. They don't know what kind they have. And they say, I honestly, don't remember. I don't remember why I got it, um, but I think it's because of this or because of that. And what we do here at Thrive, one of sometimes somebody does need an annuity, but again, we are fiduciaries. We are not just a life insurance agent that can sell a, a an annuity other than variable annuities. And we're not going to go into details there. But we understand the whole situation. Does everybody need an annuity? 
absolutely not. But do they sometimes provide you with certain protections or income if you need it? Absolutely, they do. And the reason I'm bringing this up again is because when I speak with people at their they say, oh, I got it, but I don't remember why. And the last time they spoke to the person that they helped that sold them the annuity was maybe five years ago or six years ago. You're not going to get that with us. Once you become a client, we're going to meet with you as often as you need. And we'll review why you got an annuity if you got one. It's not something that we always do. And another important thing, there's annuity. I mean, and it's worth pointing out, Karen, to that. I didn't mean to cut no, you off on I, your no, next point. No, please. I but, it, but it is worth pointing out that as individuals, our, our data, our truth, our realities right. help you formulate a picture of what is the right roadmap, that, right. what's the right plan right. Uh, to get on the road. That's very, very right. important. And, and annuities can have great benefit to your retirement plan. But sometimes there's so many ins and outs. And like you said, sometimes there's these, these fees and, and there's all kinds of bells and whistles. What we do is we make it simple for you to understand and we explain it. We teach you, educate you on why this is something good for you. Um, I, I met with a gentleman and he had what's called a variable annuity. And sometimes inside of a variable annuity can be lots of chart like hidden charges that's one type of product that we don't use with our planning for a retirement but the one thing he said to me is he says i think i'm going to annuitize it next year or next month and i was so happy that he came in to see us and he's coming back soon to review everything but i said do you understand what it actually means when you annuitize and he said no i think yeah just get monthly i get a monthly income and I told him, I said, do you understand that once you, an annu when you annuitize something, you cannot go back on that decision and you basically lose control of your money in that, in that uh, annuity that you have. So he was said to me, oh my gosh, I'm so happy I came to your workshop. I'm so happy that we sat down and I brought this information with me because I really didn't understand that if I annuitize it, I thought I was just going to get a monthly income. And then if I, did, if I wanted to stop it, I could just take my money out of it. I did not realize that once I make that decision, you cannot go back on that decision. You're going to get that income for the rest of your life. And that's it. It might sound great if you get that income for the rest of your life, but what if you needed the money in there? So there's so many ins and outs to annuities that I couldn't even go into it on this program. But we want you to understand that we're fiduciaries and we're here to help you and understand all these different products out there. Um, take a look at our website, give us a call, come to a workshop. We're here to explain the ins and outs. of yeah, That's just one part of it. Just right? one part. Listen, it's like the question or, or the reference point that David makes often about uh, Social Security. We've all made it. There's, there, there are so many choices to be made, and once those choices are made, well, you're going to live with the choice. Now, you either made the choice with, you know, correctly or not, and that's all part of the uh, educational uh, process. I, I as you were speaking, I was thinking of um, uh, something my mother used to say to us, and we didn't have much, and we didn't, um, but she always said to me in life, listen, as you get older and in life, whenever somebody tells you, you it's an absolute that you absolutely mm -hmm. should do something, 
you should never absolutely ever do that. <laughs> so, um, and that's one thing that I try and do in all phases of my life because there are no certain I guarantees. Agree. Um, we'll get to a commercial break here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Uh, when we come back, David Bazaar uh, is here. We'll get a, good, a very good conversation with David. And in the next segment, I'll give you one more opportunity to learn about next week's uh, workshop. Back in a moment. Next week on February 13th, Wednesday at the Easttown Library in Berwyn, taxes or tax efficiency in retirement starts at 7 p.m. Go to thrivefinancialservices.com to get registered. Perhaps pick up a heart-shaped cookie uh, on Wednesday since Valentine's Day uh, is on Thursday. So, David, I think that's a, it's a good um, idea. Something Karen and I, as you heard, talked about, and I think it's something that we should have uh, on Wednesday in Berwyn. We're going to put the order in. All right, thank you, sir. <laughs> So, Joe, I'm going to talk uh, about an interesting topic, and we see it quite often in our practice. Um, and there was actually an article, and, and, this, and, and the illustration and, and this topic uh, will kind of communicate to our audience that this is something to look at when you're working with a financial advisor. Do they do things in a general way, or do they do things in a very detailed way? So what's becoming much more apparent is this concept called the rise of a discordant retirement. And yes, we all sat here, we had to look up discordant. We all had an idea, but we wanted to get the actual definition. And really what it just means is that we tend to have a couple that is disagreeing or has plans to retire at different ages. So they're not agreeing. Uh, and I got to be honest with you, it's really interesting to watch. And, um, you know, this is kind of a shout out to my brethren out there in the sense that we typically see in a, in a husband and wife situation where the husband tends to retire before the woman does. And there have been times where I've sat and I've witnessed where the husband does some subtle encouraging both to his wife and me in the planning that the wife should continue working for a little bit longer. So as you can imagine, that usually brings up a pretty colorful conversation. I'm sure it does. <laughs> it does. So, um, you know, what we try to do, obviously, when we do our planning is to customize it specifically to the needs. So very often we'll deal with folks that, you know, maybe they have a, a, an advisor at Vanguard or Fidelity or Schwab or maybe one of the independent, you know, um, uh, firms out there. And when we get to the topic of a stress analysis, kind of looking at all the ins and outs of a particular, you know, particular retirement plan and whether, you know, we can assure and give certainty that assets are going to last a lifetime, income's going to last a lifetime, um, you know, in the event of a market downturn, in the event of a medical crisis, and then obviously with the passing of a spouse, these are all things that could be very disruptive. And we take all of that into consideration. So when I ask and start to talk about that, many people say, well, I've had that done. And I say, okay, well, share with me. Tell me a little bit more about that. And they'll either bring out some type of written plan, which is much more infrequent, or they'll say, well, my advisor ran it and told me everything's okay. And then I try to find out a little bit more. Because again, you know, Joe, you, you know 
that we here at Thrive are extraordinarily passionate about what we do. You know, we want to be advocates. We want to empower people. Uh, again, and I know people kind of question this sometime, but whether you work with us or not, I really want you walking down the path of retirement with pure certainty that everything is going to be the way you want. And this is not a time to just take everything will be all right. Take an interest in that. Make sure Make sure that that advisor really gives you the math, tells you what they've done, not that they've just run a chart on the computer where you see the line going up and that's it. So when we run this, it puts a challenge out. When you've got a husband wanting to retire at one age and then a spouse wanting to retire at a different age. Um, interesting as well. Sometimes, you know, there might be, and this is not marital uh, consulting. But there's some times that, you know, I've heard that I don't know that I want him retired, <laughs> you know, the same time that I'm retired. I don't know we want to be in the house and have all these things to do. So, again, we have to listen to that from a customization standpoint. Joe's laughing because he yeah, that. Yeah, and figure out what yeah. really does make sense because mm -hmm. it really does take some additional complexity. I'll give you some examples. So, when we have uh, a married couple and one of the spouses is going to stay working, we have to determine whether or not the non-working spouse will still be on some type of a medical plan, healthcare plan. You know, whether the working spouse has the availability to put their non-working spouse, their now retired spouse on their plan. And I would tell you 50-50, right? 50% 50 of the time they can, 50% of the time they can't. If they can, that's wonderful. It makes things a whole lot easier. If they can't, and that spouse has not yet reached the age of 65 and can qualify for Medicare, we've got a gap in time. Let's say they, require, uh, they retire at age 62, and then we've got to get them out to 65. So their only option at that point is to go on to the Affordable Health Care Act exchange, right? the public exchange, uh, to get insurance. And if people just, without information, go do that, they pay a lot of money for the premiums. Yes. It's just that simple, right? So with some proper planning and understanding what the working spouse's income is going to be and kind of what their tax situation is, um, you know, the Affordable Health Care Act is based upon household income and whether you can qualify for a subsidy or not. So again, a good quality financial advisor is going to go through that analysis and see if there's a way that we could use the healthcare exchange and get a subsidy by controlling income. Well, how do we control income? Well, we may make a decision to pull money out of Roth accounts or savings accounts where that income is not showing up on the tax return. It creates the cash flow so that the couple can retire, but it doesn't create a taxable event that's going to disqualify people from the subsidy. And again, this is just general statements. I'm giving examples. Um, every time we sit down with somebody, we got to do it specifically to their particular need. So that's an example, right? Then um, t uh, whether they should take Social Security or not. Right. So we find 50 percent of the time that people sit down with this. And this is actually a national average as well, that 50 percent of the people go on to Social Security claim, mean, take start taking Social Security at the earliest possible age, which is 62. And they get a permanent discount in the amount that they're going to receive for the rest of their lives. So we you know, typically you'll have a you know, because now there's only one working spouse the tendency to default, well, we have to replace that income 
that the non-working spouse was making. So the easiest and quickest way to do that is to take Social Security. Now, by taking Social Security and we have a working spouse, we may end up from a taxation standpoint, not making the best decision related to the taxation on Social Security. And if we took it earlier than full retirement age, we're now going to be stuck with that permanent discount and not take advantage of having that money defer at Social Security with an 8% annual compound so that we can max that number out. So again, there's a lot of intricacies about when you have a spouse that want, you know, wanting to retire uh, early versus another spouse that's going to continue to work. And now, on the flip side of that, which is kind of interesting, is we have people who come in that have a pretty significant age difference between a husband and a wife. So we just had a couple in very recently. Uh, he was 63 years old and his wife was 56 years old. And they want to retire at the same time so that they can enjoy themselves. So he wants to retire at 65, which he's capable of doing. That means his wife is going to be 58 at the time. So the challenge with that is if they are going to need using retirement assets, which they will, right? Because she's not going to even be qualified for Social Security. He is, if he goes to 65, still doesn't get him to full retirement age, which for him is 66. So, you know, they won't be able to take one Social Security. She doesn't qualify from an age standpoint. And if he thinks he needs to rely on his, excuse me, his, then he's going to be taking it a year early and getting a discount on top of it. So she also doesn't have the ability to draw money out of her IRA accounts because she's not 59 and a half and she'll be subjected to an early withdrawal penalty. So hopefully I'm illustrating for our audience that there's a lot of different things that you got to think about related to what they're now calling a discordant retirement, meaning two people wanting to retire different times, maybe different ages, different lag times, uh, a good quality financial advisor is going to go do that analysis and really test that analysis to make sure that their retirement, um, they're going to retire with the amount of money that they want on a monthly basis and that it's going to last both of their lifetimes. Subjected to possible market downturns, possible medical crisis that's going to take some type of long-term care, you know, coverage, and then obviously the passing of a spouse, which triggers a lot of economic situations. Wow, that was incredible because those two scenarios, in some way, shape, or form, I think, touch every married couple around the Delaware Valley that's tuning into the radio program. Yeah. And Joe, it's so because, again, you know, we're visiting with 25 or 30 couples on a weekly basis because of our attendance at our workshop. People see the value. They want to come in. Um, You know, our last Monday staff meeting, we had we had, you know, we did 32 appointments this week. So we get to see all that. Right. We get to see those situations where somebody who's in a financial practice that doesn't see that volume of people doesn't get the ability to think through that process. Do yourself a favor. 
favor, if you can, come to the complimentary workshop on the 13th of February. It's at the Easttown Library, which is in Berwyn. Call 1-800-516-5861. That's 1-800-516-5861. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. On behalf of David Bazaar, on behalf of Karen Bazaar and Brett Elam, I'm Joe Krause. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.